0: First time since I can remember, for the first time I I feel like I'm in my right mind, uh, not just a clarity, but a quietness. I, I I didn't even know this was possible. I I didn't know it was normal. It wasn't normal not to just hear a voice constantly, at least one. I've been beaten down for so long, like I was drowning. But Jesus broke through. He broke the chains and set me free and has filled me with peace like a river. Jesus. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Actually, thank you is not enough. Praise you. Praise you, no, praise you isn't enough. Jesus, take me with you. Uh, take me with you, I will follow you wherever. My life is yours. These people here don't care. You saw what they said and what happened. These the people of the gatherings or garrisons or whatever, they don't care about me, they don't want anything to do, they care more about their pigs than they do me. And that's when Jesus set me straight a little bit. He says that's not true. They do care about you because they're in shock. They're in awe. They 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 think what has happened to you is miraculous. It's not something that's natural They believe what's happened to you is something that has left them speechless. They are amazed at you and what has happened. And that's when I realized the truth. And the truth is, it's not me, it's Jesus. They are more concerned about their pigs than they are with Jesus. They ask him to leave. That's why he's having to leave. I don't know. I, I, I know it shouldn't be surprising us who are on the east side of the lake. That's the... Not good side should we say the wrong side of the lake the the side where the the pagan people are more concerned about money and and kind of live in the own way they want they're far enough away from all the the religion and rules and and the things like that now obviously if there were any jews over here with us and they were the ones with those pigs they had some problems because by their law by the law, you're not allowed to have pigs, let alone two thousand of them, and not to mention the Romans. There may have been some Romans among there that had that part of that, but you know what? The Romans were just breeding those pigs to use them in their sacrifice to somehow gain some kind of redemption. So I think, I think what happened, and I don't know if you saw it, most people heard about it. 2000 pigs ran off the cliff to their death because of what matter me but i say it's a wake up call it's a wake up call to them these people it's a wake up call to the demons you know why it's a wake up call to the demons because it's just showing them what their fate is that lies in front of them another lake a lake of fire that they are going to be cast into. This is the world. A worldly environment. The, my father moved us to. The whole family. When we were young. Said, i oh, just provide abundantly for us. We're going to make it. But you know what? Uh, maybe we survived. But we lost. And he took us away from any kind of godly influence or community. My parents... Maybe we say, well, sure, they tried. They took us to synagogue once a week. Well, that did nothing. Because what happens is, so often, is the kids and whatever faith they have is just one step or many steps behind wherever the parents are. And my parents weren't very close to God. You know how I grew up. Not so close. I could blame them. But I know that I'm responsible for my choices. I'd already lost my way before I was lost to the world. So now what? Well, I want to go with Jesus. I want to follow him. I'm all in. I'm going to follow him all out. But you know what he told me? He said, no, I want you to stay. I want you to go back and tell how much the Lord has done for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't I want to tell everybody? What, what, what Jesus has done for me, why, why wouldn't I want to let everyone know, anyone who will listen, and even those who won't listen, to still tell them? How could anybody who has ever met Jesus not want to go and tell other people about him and how he has changed their life unless, of course, he's not really changed them? Or unless, of course, they've not really met Jesus. Have you trusted in God to actually do anything real in your life? Even as it deals with your eternity? Can you say, not just that you've met Jesus at some point, but can you say that you have that relationship that is following, ongoing, that is real, that is vital, that is committed to Him? i I got to tell you, I was disappointed at first that I didn't get to go with Jesus. But it didn't take long for me to understand that Jesus knows best, not only what was best for his name sake and his glory, but Jesus knew what was best even for me to have to go back. Sometimes it's harder going home. But I find the courage that he can give to do that. Although I, <laughs> if I think about where I've been, I'm, I find it hard to believe that he trusted me to go to these people you got to understand the going to go into the to the the decapolis you know the 10 greek roman romanized cities uh, this is not a good place this is a godless kind of place and i was supposed to go and tell them about jesus i, I haven't studied this i didn't i told you i went maybe once a week about didn't who listens I didn't, I didn't have all kinds of answers and all kinds of stuff and study and all this kind of thing. All I had was I had an encounter with Jesus that changed me. And you know what? that's all I needed to tell others. that's all I needed to start telling them, to helping them, and to know that what in a sense that what he wanted to do, what he wanted me to do was to go, and He was sending me to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light from the power of Satan to God, that they might receive forgiveness of sins and a place among the sanctified in faith right, in Jesus. As hard as these people are, though, here in this whole area, you know what? It's not, my battle is not against their flesh and blood. I fully know where my battle really is. And the enemy who has blinded them Because I was blind. But now I see. I see that Jesus can pull me out of the darkness. And there is nothing that he cannot do for anyone. Now, I don't know if you've heard this. And I've just been thinking about this recently. Well, I haven't had much time to think. It's all been recent, right? But just in my mind, it's like... You know, it's it's like... I believe it is up to us... Who know Jesus... To proclaim freedom, healing... And life to everyone around us. Do you agree? I believe that's it it's up to us. I told my story to everyone and anyone—the people I knew and even people I didn't know. But somehow they knew me because they'd heard about my story. They, it had gotten out about this this guy who went from madman to missionary. You know, it was a miraculous transformation. And everybody—I mean, even if they weren't really into it they were at least curious and wanted to hear my story wanted to hear what was going on i know some of them thought that what had happened was i just wasn't in my right mind which meant that there was something wrong with my mind and and while that happens sometimes where just like our bodies get ill our minds get ill that wasn't my main problem it was the enemy himself the power dark power of the devil and its demons and i've got to say i got to tell you It was much easier for me to talk to those people back in my day about all this than to talk to people today in your day. In fact, you know, some of the hardest people to talk to today about the devil and demons and their influence and all that are people who sit in churches. Are people who sit in their safe, comfortable religion. A religion that never set anyone free. Now, obviously, there's another extreme. You can do it that way, but you go know, the whole thing where people are like so into uh, oh, I gotta know all about this, and they, they like over belief until they are overcome by the enemy. That's just not how it should be. Our eyes need to be focused on Jesus, the power that He has to come to that point. And I, and I don't understand how we've got, how you, from, from my time, how you would have gotten to the point where you no longer believe in the supernatural power of Jesus Christ. But you just believe in some nice little things He can do, including forgive you, but not change you. I, I know my story's a little PG today. You know, young people aren't ignorant to evil that's going on. Whether you recognize it or not, they do. The world's not getting better or brighter. Uh, Keeping them in the dark about things only makes them more vulnerable. Because the enemy doesn't wait to a certain age, they understand the light. They need to understand that it is the truth that sets us free. That sin and Satan do not win, but Jesus has already won the victory for the reason that the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Our hope is sure in the one who is in us is greater than the one who is in the world. I walked among the people and, and I shared with them, I could sense and know and, and maybe even somehow connect with their struggles, their brokenness, their loneliness. People like they've gone, it's just too far, but it's not. I would just ask him. do you want to be free? Jesus can set you free and in that moment for so many. It, the light just exploded And their lives changed You know later on Jesus came back to this region He kind of quickly he's With me and then left But he came back and you know what People were flocking to him then They wanted to hear They wanted to hear his message They wanted him I, I, And everyone I told They were looking forward to that But, but I ran into a problem Here's the thing as, as I started to talk with people, there were things I didn't really know. I didn't know how to answer. I didn't know what to say uh, uh, about certain things that, that they were asking. And, you know, the, beyond the basic issues, just this life, things about the life yet to come. And, and, and the guilt they felt of their sin and their forgiveness. And, and how that reconciles with the fact that the law says the guilty should be put to death. And I said, well, as you trust God, you get be with Him forever. And they said, well, how do you know that? What's the proof? How can you know these things that you're saying? Other than, yes, you experienced this in your life right here, but we're talking about a life yet to come. How do you know these things? How do you know that's true? There is nothing that's, that's true. They would say, you know, whatever you believe, as long as you really believe it, whatever you believe that's that's good. That's good for you. That's that's the truth for you. That's that's ridiculous. I really believe with all my mind and with all my heart that this is an apple. I truly believe it. Not because someone told me, but because I just know this is an apple. That is true for me. Until I take a bite and I get to understand the truth. You see, there is a difference to say there is something that is true to me and that which is the truth. And the truth is, this is just a rock. So, anyway, I, I should just skip forward. Here's the thing. I realized that I, I had pretty much talked to everybody. I know that sounds crazy, but nah, I couldn't help myself. I mean, it took a couple years there, but not, not even quite that long. <clears throat> but I, it was incredible, but there were things I needed to know. There were things I needed to talk to Jesus about and so I decided I would go to Jerusalem. I would go back to my spiritual roots where my parents had taken us out of. i go back there. Not just because that I can go into the temple because they weren't going to let me in before. But because now I, I, that I see things must be so much different as I listen to Jesus. And I wanted to be a, a, a part of that. And so as I arrived... In Jerusalem, what did I see? It was amazing! It was. It was incredible. Best day of my life. I can't tell you. Everybody was like excited. Uh, They were... uh, uh, Where I was at, where I was sharing Jesus, all those people, you know, they're kind of like... You know, and some would listen, some wouldn't. But these people, all these people, as you walk in Jerusalem, here they are walking this day on Sunday. And they're all shouting Jesus' name. They're all excited about Jesus. They're all having joy about the whole thing. You know, they're shouting, Hosanna, save us. They're shouting, crown him king. Oh, man. Oh, I was on a high for a number of days. Until I came to probably my greatest low. And that's saying something when you know where I've come from. You know, I, I, I felt like everything was right with the world for a few days. And then come Thursday night into Friday, they came in the cover of, uh, of darkness, the Pharisees. And took Jesus away like a common criminal. And and continued to stay in the back and hide and not allow light on this whole thing as they did their fake trials and everything they wanted. No one could say or do anything. They just kind of went straight on through. Although, I'm not sure who would have done anything anyway. All his disciples left him. In his hour of need, there was no one beside him. I mean, there were people around him but Jesus was alone and it was dark. I know how that feels. I, I I didn't share this earlier, but, but when I came into the light and I wanted to go with Jesus, I said, I wanted to go with Jesus. I did, but I really didn't want to go back to the people in that area, to the people in the area that I had grown up with. I really didn't want to go back because I didn't exactly have pleasant memories I didn't even know who there was going to be to go back to I didn't want anything really to do with it because I felt like everyone had abandoned me it had been seven years of darkness shadows of gnashing teeth and violent screaming seven years ago of that and it's just like nobody was around but all that didn't just happen what happened to me didn't happen all of a sudden like it just happened to Jesus like it just this day it just happened I mean, I could tell something was going on. Early on, there was something that wasn't right. I ignored the voice in my head and, and just moved on. And it, it just grew and more and more until then less and less people started hanging around me. i, I sure I could blame them. Like, why didn't they help me? Why didn't they do something? But what could they do? There was nothing that, humanly speaking, that anybody could have done for me. Why should I be angry? that I felt abandoned, even by my own family, by my wife and children. Why would they want, why would they even want to come close to this man who just suddenly becomes a wild man, madman, who can break chains? Our self-destructive ways don't just hurt self. They hurt others around us and push them away. It only went from bad to worse as the, the mob became just crazy yelling and screaming. And it didn't make sense. It makes not sense as, as everyone was turning against Jesus. All these adoring fans just on Sunday now turned into fanatics that were crying out for his blood. How could they uh, Sunday be saying, crown him? And now here they are Friday yelling, crucify him crucify him this is not real this can't be happening who's the crazy one now really who, who is the crazy one when you think about all of this who is in the darkness that they would want to nail him to the cross how could they walk away from jesus a man who never walked away from anyone. And a man who didn't walk away from me when everybody else did. And he and not only just didn't walk away, but he wasn't scared. He wasn't scared of what was in me because all power in heaven and earth belonged to him. And I could tell that because even I had sensed the demons themselves even bowed before Jesus. If you think about the power that Jesus had, there were 2,000. There is no man that could ever have come against 2,000 of these demons. And yet, Jesus did because He was not just any man. He's the Son of God. The Lord of the universe. Which includes the devil's dark domain. It doesn't make sense. How is it possible... How is this possible that Jesus can be up there on the cross when you consider how great a power he has? Think about the power he has. Forget about just being able to talk to people and, and may, let's make this better. I'm talking about power. He, he not only could bring himself down from that cross, but he could have had the power to not even go up there. Why? Why would he be up there on that cross? Why, when he had the power to keep that from happening, He could, if he could deal with 2,000 demons, he can deal with these Puny little people that are here. He could have taken it out. And as I thought about why, I realized it comes back to the same reason. Why is he up there? Because of me. Because of you. He didn't have to. He did have the power. But instead, he made the choice to sacrifice. He made the choice to sacrifice Himself. If anyone had ever done anything right, it was Him. And done good. He was innocent i think about what i had to deal with in my life is being tortured but what he went through on that cross was nothing compared to what i went through he experienced not just physical pain he experienced emotional pain he experienced the relational abandonment he experienced so much he experienced everything that we could have every at the very core level he knows what each of us are going through because he's been there he understands he was tempted like us but he did not give in to that temptation You know, I didn't talk about this earlier, but and as horrifying as my experience was, and what I had to go through, I, not only was it nothing like Jesus, but I'm nothing like Jesus. Because I'm not innocent. I, you know, I could talk about all oh, the demons and the bad people in my life and blame them, but I gave in temptation. You know, all it takes us one step, and then another step, and another step my own sin opened the door for my problems in my life it's not the devil it's not my dad who would never seem to be happy with anything and ever nothing was ever good enough I could never be good enough and yet as I think about that and I look at Jesus on that cross I realize you know what he's right none of us are ever good enough None of us will ever be good enough to get to heaven, to be with God. We have to be perfect and none of us are. All of us deserve the punishment. The punishment that He's taking. Because God in His love reached down and sent His Son to pay that price for us. To take our place so that one day we might have a place with Him forever. Have you ever experienced Jesus setting you free from the eternal punishment and giving you everlasting and abundant life? I I know some people question, how is that possible? Just like the, the people earlier were talking to me, how is that possible? How do you know? How do you know that for sure? Well, I found out a few days later. to walk among the tombs. Place I'm familiar with, unfortunately. And I suppose as I was walking among those tombs, I could have felt uncomfortable. Could have felt like, yeah, this is not a good place to be. And yet, you know what? Among the tombs is where I found freedom. I don't have to feel uncomfortable about being here. Among the tombs is where I found Jesus. Among the tombs, it, it, it doesn't have to be something that is. It is bad, and even in death itself, is not have to be bad. Though it may be sad, we know. We know, but how do we know? We know because look, the tomb. The tomb, the the stone is, is rolled away. Death could not keep Jesus in chains because He is not here. He has risen. He has risen. Indeed, He is alive. Jesus is alive. So there is your proof. There is your proof of those who are looking for it, of how we can know that we can have eternal life. There is your proof. There is a proof of Jesus' words who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. There is the truth. That Jesus is the answer. You know, I knew He was strong. I knew He was powerful. But I had no idea that He had power not only over the devil, but He had power over death. He is the one who has all power. Today, lift your chains because he holds the key. You know, in those chairs where you're sitting, there's these little papers along the way. This little kind of tan looking papers. Somebody see those? Hold those up. Yeah, there they are. He you grab those. Pass, pass them down. Pass them down around the way there. Here's what I'd like you to, to just think. As, as Jesus is here today with you, just as real as he was then, Jesus speaking to your heart about certain things. That you would just take a, a today. You say, I, I need to make a decision about this. I need to be set free in this way. I need to just maybe for the very first time choose to follow Jesus. I, I, I've chosen religion. I believe it in my head. But my heart hasn't really all been in. And it's time for me to be all in. I asked that you write your name and, and make that note on there. Because I've realized even in your day, right here, even those who are here, that there are those who are lost, who are wandering through life. There are some of you that are alive on the outside, but you are dead in the inside. You're smiling during the day, but at night when nobody sees, you're crying. There are chains that you struggle with, that you need to be set free from. Anger, bitterness, fear, depression. Overwhelmed with anxiety and sorrow. Consumed with pride to perversion, addictions, along with other things in this life. Things that seem to close in, seem, seem to wrap us in chains. But whatever it is that is your hurt, whatever your hang-up, whatever your habit, Jesus can set you free. And break every chain. Even if it's tormented by your past guilt. He can set you free from the past. And give you a future. That will last forever. Uh, here's the thing. People don't always connect the dots. With this. Everyone lives forever. Forever. I want you to connect the dots here. Everyone lives forever. The question is, where will you live forever? That's what it comes down to. It's a choice. And the choice is Jesus, who is that way, that truth, and the life that no one can come to except through Him. To come and to choose. And for those who choose Jesus, they choose the joy and peace unimaginable. And for those who reject Him and walk away, it will be a horror unimaginable. Even to me and all that I experience in the torment the devil put me through is nothing compared to what awaits those who reject or walk away from Jesus. In a sense, and in a strange way, this life here is the only hell that I will ever know. But don't make this life here the only heaven that you will ever come close to experiencing. Let today be the day forever free. That He rescues you from the dominion of darkness and delivers you unto His kingdom. In fact, I understand that your pastor, I hear he's a good guy. He's going to be starting a new series next week. To get into this maybe you, you didn't invite somebody today and you want to invite them and you need to hear something like this well she's going to talk about in all those things that I just mentioned about different areas in each week about being set free how Jesus can do that and there may be some people that seem really hard but don't give up on them because miracles still happen look at me Nobody after seven years would have ever thought. That miracles happen. In fact, today, Jesus wants to do something for you. Ask that the worship team would come. And we're gonna, they're gonna finish with a song, so to speak. Amazing grace. You know what? I was lost, and but I was found. I was blind to this world. But now I see. And my chains are gone. Today as we sing this song. Maybe for you, where you're at, it says, I want that, I need that, I it's time. Just to, even to come, to come forward, to, to come to the front chairs here. Or to, to come and, and kneel right up front here before Jesus. And someone can come and pray with you. As you make that decision to walk out of here different, changed, than way you walked in, from dark to light, in whatever it is in that area, maybe it's just for the very first time, asking Jesus to be your Savior and Lord, and surrendering to Him, although I know for some of you here today, you say yeah, you've done that, but you have strayed and stayed away from Him, you know for too long, it is time to come back home. Lord Jesus, we pray that you would speak to us in this moment as you have been. And that we would leave here different, changed. That we would leave here unchained. Set free. In your name.